Connecting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana, and are we going to talk about a subject today? I mean, this one affects all of us, and it's the fear of rejection. Right Now, whether you are the one who is walking up to someone and introducing yourself or initiating a conversation, asking for a phone number, you know, whether you're the initiator or the responder, um, we all have this fear of rejection, right? If you're the one sort of hitting on the other person, you're afraid of getting that funny look from them, like, who are you? Get away from me, you know? Um, and even if you're not the person who's initiating and making the approach, um, you have your own fear of rejection. And that is like the fear of not being asked out. Like you've been talking to this person for a while, you've been flirting, you know, you've been interacting, and then, you know, sort of like the event or the evening's over and they don't ask for your number, they just walk away. Like, what's going on? I mean, so rejection happens whether you're the person sort of initiating and pursuing and, and, uh, you know, being the one to kind of hit on the other person or buy them a drink or start a conversation or whether you're the person who's in that responsive mode. But it goes beyond even that beginning point in a relationship. I mean, you can go out with somebody for a time or two or, or be communicating with them and then they just ghost you. They just disappear. I mean, that's a form of rejection too. Or you can be dating them longer and they just uh, met someone else or I'm just not feeling it or, you know, we don't, there's not a spark or we, we don't have the chemistry, right? So the fear of rejection can come up really at any point in the relationship. And having that fear will either maybe make you less likely to go over and start a conversation or send out the signals, you know, to let someone know that you're interested because, like, what if they don't respond and they just ignore me or something? Uh, And if you've been hurt, if you've been ghosted, if you've, you know, just been dumped in things, well, you might be even hesitant to opening yourself up to a relationship because you don't want to face that kind of rejection either. So this rejection thing is a a broad issue, and I've been working with people for a long time, and I don't know if I've ever worked with someone who said, oh, I have no fear of rejection. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> if they did, I think they were lying. And I have my own personal story about this. I, I remember, you know, years ago, in between, like I was married for a while, 19 years, and then I got that rebound relationship, and then after she ended that, we were engaged, and then she dumped me. There was a couple of years in there where I was single. And so I was living in Chicago, um, and there was this place called The Living Room. It was in Schaumburg. It's not there anymore. But this was a place where everybody knew it was a pickup place for 40- and 50-year-old people. I and mean, that's what it was. Okay, It was kind of a nightclub in, in like the first floor of a hotel. And they had music and bands that were geared to people in their 40s and 50s, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, the guys would dress up. The girls would be dressed to the nines. This was a place to meet people, to hit on people, okay? So I would go there, and I would literally be there for three hours and not say a single word to a single woman. Not one. I'd stand there leaning against the wall with a drink in my hand, looking at all the pretty girls, looking around the room, and 
but I would never go start a conversation. Why? Because I was terrified that she'd look at me like, what are you doing? Get lost. You know what I mean? I, I was just terrified of rejection, even though I knew that that's why she came there that night. She came to get hit on. That's why the guys were there. That's why the girls were there. And I still couldn't do it. I mean, it'd be one thing if I was meeting, I saw some girl in a grocery store or the post office or something like that where it's not a place where you would be expecting it. Now, okay, well, she's not expecting it. You know, she's just buying tomatoes and bananas and I'm over there going, where am I going to go, hit on her? Okay, so I could understand that. But this is the place where she's dressed up, she's going out, she is in a full mode of, I want a man to come talk to me. <laughs> and I still didn't do it. Terrified. Okay? So I don't know if you think I, I sound like I'm really confident and really self-assured and all that stuff. And I, I certainly am more now than I was then. But even then, um, I, you would not have thought me being a person who would be sort of shy or lack confidence and that kind of thing. But I did. So... This is an issue that I am fully aware of in my own life. In fact, everything I talk about in this podcast um, are things that I've lived and went through. I mean, I, I don't give you a theory on this podcast. I mean, I talk about principles and perspectives, but they are things that I have tried and experimented with and done in my own life. So there's no theory here. Like, oh, you should go try this, but I never have. Uh-uh. So everything I talk about here comes from my direct experience. And this does too. Okay? Now, we got to talk about this fear of rejection. Because, and I'm going to make a little nuance here. Stick with me on this. But it's not really the rejection that we're afraid of. It's not the words, um, no, thank you, I don't want to drink, but it was nice of you to offer. Those are just words, right? They just, they're just air coming through somebody's voice box, right? It's, so it's not the words. It's what we make them mean, right? The fear of rejection happens because we take it personally, right? It's about us. They've rejected us. You don't want to talk to me. You're not attracted to me. And it's what we make that mean. Right? Are you with me on that? We make it mean I'm not attractive enough or I'm not good enough or there's something wrong with me. We make it mean something about us that we're not up to par or we're too short or too tall or not fit enough or not dressed nice enough or who knows right so it's it's not just the words when someone says no i'm not interested and no i don't want to give you my number or what however that goes it really is what we make it mean now you doubt me on that i'll prove it to you just imagine that you go up to someone i don't care if you're a man or a woman and you start a conversation you know you start flirting you start chatting and flirting and you know, you're, you're hitting on them, right? I mean, you're interested, you're smiling. It's, it's quite obvious that you feel some attraction, you feel some interest, and, you know, you're, you're talking and that kind of stuff. And then it comes time to, do you want to dance? Or, you know, do you want to get out of here and go to a place where we can talk? Or can I get your number? I think you'd, I'd really like to get to know you someday. And they say, no, I'm gay. Now, when they say that to you, do you walk away saying, I'm not good enough? What's wrong with me? Do you have a fear of rejection? Do you take it personal when you find out that they're gay? And that's why they're not interested in you? (laughs) You get me? You get my point? What if you ask somebody out and they turn to you and they say, you know, you, you've got blonde hair and blue eyes. And they say, you know what? Um, I, uh, I'm just not attracted to people with blonde hair and blue eyes. Do you take that personal? 
I mean, it's really not about you. You didn't choose your hair. Well, I guess you can choose your hair color nowadays. But you know what I mean? It it That's got nothing to do with you. I and mean, that's just my hair color and my eye color. Um, you wouldn't take that personal, nor would you take it personal if they say, I'm gay. You, right? You, you wouldn't walk away wounded. You wouldn't walk away feeling like, ouch. Like, your, your feelings wouldn't be hurt. You wouldn't take it personal. Correct? So... The only reason it does hurt is because you do take it personal, meaning you make it mean something about you. You're interpreting the rejection to mean something about you, that you're not attractive enough or not good enough or whatever it might be. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. So what we're really talking about is how not to take things personally. That's really what this conversation is. And what's cool about that is, wow, does that open us up to a bigger kind of conversation? Because I would maintain to you that anytime you get upset by something, get triggered by something, it's because you're taking it personal, right? Your best friend doesn't ask you your opinion on something, but asks another one of your friends, why does that upset you? Well, I thought I was your best friend, right? You're, you're going to take it personal. If, it, if you don't take something personal, it, it won't bother you. Does that make sense? So taking the, the fear of rejection and sort of putting it in the context of how, how, do, how can we not take things personally? That would free everything up. Because... If every time you ask somebody out, no matter what they said, it felt to you like they told you, I'm sorry, I'm gay, you, you would have no fear of asking anybody out. You would, you would open your heart, you would flirt, you would play, you would interact, you, right? Because if, if it's not going to be personal, then your feelings will never get hurt. You, you, I mean, you could walk away from someone who says that they're gay and say, oh, bummer, you know, because they're pretty hot, (laughs) okay? But you're not going to take it personal like there's something wrong with you. They didn't reject you. You have the wrong equipment for them. That's not about you. So if you don't take something personally, it frees you up to be more confident, to take chances, to flirt more, to... You know, just open your heart up to whatever life has. But that fear of rejection, and because we take the rejection personally, it's about us, it means whatever it means, that fear closes us down. We don't approach. We protect ourselves and so forth. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this statement. Check this out. Nothing is personal. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Nothing is personal. Nothing is about you. Unless you make it be about you. Unless you interpret it some way. Nothing anyone does is about you. So nothing is personal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to unpack that in a minute. But I just want to kind of shake you to your core that nothing is personal. Your boss fires you is not personal. Your boss says you're the worst employee that I've ever known. That's not personal. Your husband cheats on you and says, I don't love you anymore. That's not personal. You ask a girl out and she looks at you and scoffs at you like, what are you doing? Get away from me. You're gross. That's not personal. (laughs) Are you still listening? Have you turned it off yet? (laughs) Baby. All right. Let me explain what I mean by that. Because I do. I mean it literally. There's nothing personal in this life. Nothing is about you and who you are. But all the mind sure takes it that way, doesn't it? So I want to talk to your mind a little bit. I want to help your mind understand a little bit about what's going on. Like, what's really happening in the universe? 
in a in a big macro way, and what's happening in a, in the in a little universe, like going on right around you. So I want to talk a little bit about from a macro perspective, a big picture perspective, and then a closer closer up uh, type of perspective, all to help you see that nothing is personal, and if it's not personal, then there ain't nothing to be afraid of. And if there's nothing to be afraid of, then you can just be yourself and who knows what happens in your life. Because I do know, if you don't ever ask anybody out, if you let the fear of rejection you know, control you, well, you're going to stay single, right? <laughs> it's just, if you let the fear of rejection control you, you will never be in a relationship. Now, some people just say to get over the fear of rejection, you just got to man up. Or woman up, right? There's a book written, uh, I don't know who it was written by, but feel the fear and do it anyway. Well, there is some wisdom in that. You can feel your fear. Like I was at that bar and I could see a pretty woman sitting there at the bar by herself and I could feel my fear and feel the tension in my belly and listen to all the stories in my head about what she could say that would crush me. And I would take it personally and I would feel inferior and emasculated or however I would take it. I could feel all that stuff and still go up and talk to her. Okay? That's true. You, you, fear doesn't have to control you. You can feel the fear and do whatever you're going to do anyway. If you're afraid of skydiving, you could feel the fear and still jump out of a plane with a parachute and probably go in tandem. Right? So just because you're afraid doesn't mean you can't do anything. So on one level, that's one way to handle the fear of rejection. Just feel the fear and do it anyway. And there are some that even say, in fact, I read a book one time. It was about a guy who was doing sales. And he was always afraid of rejection in sales. You know, this, what's the difference, right? And so what he did is he purposely tried to sell his product to a hundred people that he knew would reject him. He just got one rejection after another. He got so many that he began to recognize it's not that big a deal. (laughs) I can survive. They just said no. They just said, I don't want that. They just said, get away, go away. I don't want to buy your thing. And he had it said to him so many times that it lost its power. So you could do that. If you were like me, afraid of hitting on women, that's something I could have done back in the day. Just Roy, go out that night. You must hit on 10 different women. And the whole idea is get rejected every time and then see if you can still breathe when you walk out that building. See if it kills you. (laughs) See if it kills you. See if you can survive a woman saying, no, I don't want to give you my number or whatever. Right? So sometimes you can just deal with it, you know, in that way. Feel the fear, do it anyway. Get rejected so many times that it becomes meaningless. It's like, whatever, it doesn't really hurt me. That, that's not a bad strategy, okay? But there's an easier way. Because that strategy is acknowledging the fear is real. It's acknowledging the fear is legitimate, and you have to face it and do it anyway. You have to, you know, just keep asking. And finally, the fear, which we're assuming is real and true, won't have any power. Well, there's another perspective where the fear just drops away. There is no fear because it's not personal, because nothing's personal. And if there is no fear, there isn't, there's, no, there's nothing to face and do it anyway. There's no reason to ask out a hundred different people so that you get sort of immune to rejection because there is no fear at all to begin with. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in sort of giving the problem, uh, re- give, making it feel real, and then helping you cope with it, right? It's to me that's a band aid. To me that's like a, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you that you should be scared, but I'm gonna give you some technique to work around it. Now that's not really helping you. How about if we just remove the fear, and then you don't need a technique. You know, there's there's nothing to be afraid of because you're not afraid because it's not personal. Nothing's personal. Okay? So let's talk big picture here. Okay? And I'm going to get a little scientific on you. 
not much because I don't know that much science, even though I love science. Sometimes I wish I went to school to become a physicist or uh, an astronomer. Like I, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I just love that guy. <laughs> okay. um, so let me give you a little bit of science to understand the moment that's in front of you, right? The, the, the rejection that you might get. How did it all get there? So you understand that the universe has been around for 14.8 billion years and the earth 4.5 billion years. Now from the Big Bang, right, all the helium gases and the hydrogen gases and all the molecules and the atoms and the protons and the neutrons and all that stuff. I don't know much about it, right? But all that nuclear explosion and all that energy and matter and stuff, all that exploded. And over all those years, it formed stars and galaxies and planets and black holes and, you know, and Earth and you and that person standing in front of you. (laughs) In other words, everything that is happening in front of you, the circumstances, the conditions, the people, it all is a result of all the forces that have caused it to be that way. You get that? Like all the atoms and molecules formed over millions and billions of years for life to be the way it is right in front of you. You had nothing to do with that. It's not personal. Evolution's not personal. Everything has been created. Everything has evolved. It's all worked together. The cosmology, the, the, the physics, the biology, the chemistry, the psychology, the, 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 all of it has all interacted with each other and all those forces and all those causes have made life be the way it is. The way life is right in front of you is a result of all the forces that created it to be that way. You're just standing there looking at it. But all this evolution in billions of years to get where it is had nothing to do with you. It didn't have you in mind. It's not about you. Like, for instance, you're standing on one place in this planet looking at the everything that's in front of you. But there are trillions and trillions of things going on all over this planet. People you've never seen, circumstances you've never seen, conditions. There are planets and moons and stars and things going on all over the galaxy that are that are a result of all the forces that created them. And you don't take any of that personally. Like there are, like Michael Singer says, there are rings around Saturn. Do you take that personally? Is that about you? Well, that person that just said, no, I don't want to go out with you, is that about you? No. It's no different. That person is who they are, making decisions about who they like and who they don't like, that are so far beyond their own consciousness and their own understanding, it's just got nothing to do with you. Saturn is the way it is because of all the forces that have created rings around Saturn. And there's stuff happening in China, in South America, in Antarctica, and right now there's a polar bear eating a seal. Is is that about you? It's not about you. That's just the result of all the evolution, all the, all the change, all the forces that have created this planet and everything that's happening on it. But when it happens right in front of us, oh my God, we think it's about us. Am I making this point clear? Like, I don't, I don't know if I am, because this, this is such a deep thing, but it's so obvious if I can explain it right. 
Like there are people and conditions going on all over the universe and none of that bothers you. But none of that is any different than what's going on right in front of your face, at your company, in your family, in your love life. Everything that's happening in front of you here is been caused by all the same causes that affect everything going on on Jupiter or on Venus or on the other side of this planet. Do you follow me? It's like, don't be arrogant enough to think that life being the way it is has anything to do with you. It's been going on for 14 and a half billion years. And it's going to go on for a hell of a long time once you're gone. It's just not about you. Now, you get the privilege of experiencing a small slice of what's happening in the universe. You get the experience of whatever is unfolding right in front of you, in your family, in your company, in, you know, in your love life, in your body. Right? You get to see a little bit of it. And because you're standing right in front of it, your mind says, oh, this is about me. But that's ridiculous. No. What's happening is the result of all the forces that have caused it to be the way it is. It just had nothing to do with you. It never did. It never will. So that's the macro position. Do you get that? Now let's bring it home a little bit more down to the individual level. That man or that woman that that is saying no to you, that you're afraid of that rejection, that rejection is not personal, even if they say it is. Even if a woman says, you know, I'm almost six feet tall. If a woman says, no, no, Roy, I only go out with men that are over six two. That's just not about me. Do you follow me that? There are forces and experiences and things that have happened to that woman to where she has decided, consciously or otherwise, what she's attracted to and what she's not. And it's got nothing to do with me. It doesn't mean I'm not good enough or not attractive enough or or even not tall enough. It's like... There have been forces that have impacted that person's life to where they have their particular attractions and things they're not attracted to. Things have happened to them. They've had experiences. They've been hurt. They've been through various things. You have no idea the millions of things that a person that you're hitting on has been through. And if they don't want to go out with you, it's just got nothing to do with you. Now, you're standing in front of it. But it's just not about you. Like, for instance, just like I said, if you hit on someone and say, I'm gay, that's not about you, is it? Well, why is it that if I hit on someone and she says, I don't go out with Italian men, you guys are, you know, way too, I don't know what, you eat too much spaghetti. I don't know. I don't go out with Italian men. Or, or maybe I don't go out with golfers. Or I don't go out with coaches. Or no, there's no way. I don't, I don't date anyone who's a podcaster. Or a musician. Or something, I'm not a musician. Do you see what I mean? It's their preferences based upon their experiences. I tell this to my clients all the time. You know, you, you ask a girl out and, and she says No. Even if she gives you a reason, I'm telling you, I don't even think she knows the real reason. Or she may not. What if you're wearing a shirt that somehow subconsciously reminds her of her uncle and she hates her uncle? Like, my my wife, she had like three pretty serious relationships in her life before she met me. And believe it or not, all three of the guys were named Dave. <laughs> they were all the same name. Okay? Now, I think she was evolved enough to know 
that if my name was Dave, she wasn't going to blow me off. But but that's true for a lot of people, right? I mean, what if you just got abused or cheated on or really deeply betrayed, you know, by your husband and his name was Dan? And then some, and, and I come up to you, or, or Roy, let's make it personal. You, you, you were married to a guy named Roy, and he was a prick, right? And he was a cheater and a philanderer and just an asshole. And I, I walk up to you and say, hello, my name is Roy. And you're just turned off by me. Well, that's not personal. <laughs> you might not even recognize I, that it's the name and it just reminds me. But do you get my point? Maybe maybe I've used a word, or I have a, 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 a I have a mannerism that on some level you pick up that your second grade teacher had, and you hated your second grade teacher, and you don't feel it for me, right? This is why I often talk to people. But chemistry is such a complex issue. Understanding why people are attracted to some people and not others is I don't even know if you can figure that out. Because I can tell you that I can meet two beautiful women and I'll feel it for one and I won't for the other. I'll give you an example of this. Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz. Okay? Especially, I mean, they're they're getting older, but they were making a bunch of movies because they don't make as many movies anymore. But like, you know, Drew Barrymore and 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler, oh my God, oh my God, do I have a thing for Drew Barrymore. Cameron Diaz is beautiful. She does nothing for me. Why? I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Britney Spears kills me. Oh my God, I got such a crush on Britney Spears. Alicia Keys, eh. She, but she's beautiful, right? Halle Berry, beautiful, eh. Yeah, I mean, right? So you go ahead and explain that. That I don't have a thing for Cameron Diaz. Is that about Cameron? <laughs> it's not about Cameron. It's about me. It's it, 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 and it might not even be about me, <laughs> right? So when you really just understand that, Lord knows why a person isn't interested in you, but it's got nothing to do with you. Even if they say you're fat or you're not pretty enough or you don't make enough money or I don't like the way you're dressed, even if they try to make it personal, that's them. That's their stuff. That's their defense mechanisms. That's their ego. That's their preferences. That's their experience. Okay, so it's like they're attracted to who they're attracted to based upon all the things that have happened to them. And it's just got nothing to do with you. Let me give you an example of this. Let's say you're traveling in Afghanistan, probably something you don't want to do. But let's say you go over there and somebody at ISIS captures you and they want to chop your head off. Is that personal? Is it about you? No, it's that that person probably grew up, they were born into an environment where they were told that the way to serve God is to kill everybody who doesn't believe like we do. They're infidels. And the way you serve God, the way you love God is you kill them if they don't believe the way we believe. That's why they're chopping your head off. It's not because your head isn't pretty. <laughs> it's not personal. It's, not, it's just not about you. Now, that person who grows up in ISIS and is in that environment, he's had that conditioning, he's had that training, he's had that experience, right? You could look at that person and say, I totally understand why you're doing what you're doing. I mean, it's not okay. We you, we need to stop them from doing that. But it, doesn't it make sense that if that's what you're programmed with and you're taught, 
Those are the forces that have been interacting on their consciousness their entire life. And so that's how they're responding to you who don't believe in the principles of ISIS. They're just going to chop your head off. It's just got nothing to do with you. And I'm maintaining that anybody that you ask out that rejects you has had a similar experience. There's a reason why they don't feel it with you. Maybe they can't even describe it, but they've had experiences. They've had conditioning. They've been through things. They've noticed things. They've lived an entire life that has sort of made them who they are. It's made their preferences. It's made what they're attracted to. Just like a woman, like my wife, it would be understandable for her, I'm not dating another Dave. If another Dave hits on her, that's not personal if she just rejects him. Even if she doesn't tell him, but just in her own mind, no, I'm just not doing another Dave. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not about Dave. And I'm telling you, it's exactly the same thing. If you get rejected, it's just like that. It's, oh, you're Dave. I'm not going out with Dave again. And that it might be something, it, you know, that's just the name. It, 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 it's got nothing to do with that guy. It's got everything to do with my wife's past. And again, she, she wouldn't give in to that kind of thing. She, she dated three guys that were named Dave, <laughs> obviously. So um, is this making sense? There's nothing to fear because no matter what she says, it's just not about you. What he says, it's just not about you. When someone ghosts you, they're not ghosting you. That They're behaving that way because of all the forces that have affected their life and conditioned them, that that's how they deal with a relationship when they're not as interested. They can't come to you and talk and say, hey, listen, I don't think we have a, we're a good fit here. They just disappear. That's not about you. That's about them. Do you get that? This is why Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They don't know their programming. They, they don't know why they're doing what they're doing, but they have been conditioned. They have been programmed. They... They've experienced so many things that, yeah, forgive them. Of course they act this way. Of course ISIS is chopping people's heads off. Of course, when you've been trained that way since before you knew how to talk, you don't have any free will, right? I mean, we're getting really in the deep end of the pool now, but there's no such thing as free will. You don't have freedom to choose anything. You have freedom to choose in conjunction with your conditioning only. That's why Jesus could say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. They were, there's no freedom in a, in a member of ISIS. They're conditioned a certain way, and it's only within that conditioning do they have choice. Because they can't see anything else. Because in their minds, nothing else exists. If you want to learn more about the, the fact there's no free will, the best explanation of all that is be, being done by Sam Harris. The Waking Up app or the Making Sense podcast. Sam Harris. He's the most articulate voice in, in explaining that there is no such thing as free will. You're not free to do whatever you want. You're free to do in accordance with your programming, with your individual experiences, right? So therefore, if that's true, then how do you take anything personal when somebody ghosts you or breaks up with you or doesn't ask for your phone number? Perhaps you used a word that reminds them of their mother and they hate their mother. Right? I mean, you, you have no idea. You've got to think about this. You've got to really go deep and think about how life became the way it is. And that it did all this evolution and all this creation 
and life is the way it is, and, and it had nothing to do with you. You've, you've only been here for a few, what, 40, 50, 60, 70 years? And this has all been going on for 14 and a half billion. It's got nothing to do with you. You just get to come in in the middle of it and experience some of it. Awesome. Fantastic. But it's just not about you. But it's, it's even that way with that person standing in front of you. When, they don't, when they're not interested or whatever. It's just not about you. They're just like any aspect, any other aspect of life unfolding right in front of you. They are who they are by, because of all the forces that have caused them to be the way they are. And it just has nothing to do with you. Now, the more you get that, the more you just won't get triggered by stuff. Somebody criticizes you, somebody gossips about you, or makes fun of you, talks behind your back. That's not about you. I mean, you may have to suffer some consequences of the gossip, right? I mean, they're, they're, you could have to clear some things up. Some people may treat you differently about something. So I'm not saying that there's no impact you know, on, on something like that. But the fact that they're gossiping, spreading lies is not about you. That's about them. That's how they deal with jealousy. That's how they deal with their insecurity, right? It's, it's, it's just like ISIS. They've experienced things that that's how they see the world. That's the way they function. It's just not about you. So this wisdom can free you up unbelievably. First, you just won't get triggered by hardly anything when you recognize. Well, here's another. Let me give another example. Let's say it's your birthday or you're getting married and, it, and you're going to do an outdoor ceremony. You're going to have an outdoor birthday party or you're going to get married and you have an out, uh, outdoor wedding and it rains. Is that personal? Like, how dare you, climatology, that the clouds and the water vapors and the temperature changes all formed. How dare you rain on my day? That's ridiculous. It's not personal. It's raining because of all the forces in the universe that have conspired together for 14 and a half billion years to make it rain on that day in that spot. You just happen to be standing there <laughs> and you got rained on. <laughs> but it's not personal. And when you walk up to that girl and say, hello, my name is Roy, and she looks at you and says, oh, no, thank you, goodbye. It's the same thing as thinking it, that it's personal if it rains on your birthday. It's just got nothing to do with you. It's just about her. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. It doesn't mean you're not attractive enough. It doesn't mean you're not anything enough. It just means she's not interested. And I'm maintaining that even she probably doesn't even know why. Even if she says she knows why, she probably doesn't even know. So feed on this. Just when you get caught in traffic, you're going to work, you're kind of late, you know, and the traffic is really bad. Is that personal? Like, are they all in your way? <laughs> Have they all decided we weren't going to go anywhere today, but we know that you are going to work and you're going to be a little late. So let's all get on the highway and get in your way. No, right? It's not personal. It might be a pain in the ass might not feel good. You might be late for your meeting, but it's not personal. It's just not about you. Nothing is about you. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't, you don't have any emotions. You can still have your emotions, but a lot of your emotions are because you take things personally. And if you don't take things personally, well, then you, you might not feel as angry and sad and Scared. So you might live in more peace when you know things aren't personal. And if you don't want that, if you if you like drama, if you like being an emotional mess and taking things personally and and then you know holding on to resentments, right? See if nothing's personal, how how do you have any resentment? Where's the need for forgiveness? Nobody's hurt you. You decided to take it personal. That's the fun part. 
that person said X, Y, and Z to me. Why did you take that personal? Why did you make that mean you're not good enough or, or you're not worthy or you're not lovable? What's that about? Because it, they didn't make it be about that. They just did whatever they did. Like ISIS. They want to chop my head off. Does that mean I'm, I'm not a good human being? Does that mean I'm not lovable? <laughs> what are you kidding me? It's got nothing to do with you. But if you took it that way, ooh, now that would be worth thinking about. Like, if it rains on your birthday and you have an outdoor party planned and you take that personal, now that's something to do some work around. Like, why am I taking meteorology personally? That, that's where the growth comes. Why do I get triggered? Why do I take things personally? But let's just get back to where we started. There's nothing to be afraid of. You don't have to feel the fear and do it anyway. You don't have to get rejected a thousand times so it just goes right through you and doesn't bother you anymore. We don't have to grant that there is something to be afraid of. There isn't anything to be afraid of because nothing's personal. And if nothing's personal, then you walk up to anybody you feel attracted to and say, hey, my name's Roy. How are you? I, I just thought you were beautiful. I wanted to take the opportunity just to meet you. And then they're going to say whatever they say. They might say, oh, wow, that's awful brave of you. I'm, I'm really attracted to that. <laughs> you know, you seem like a really nice guy. I know how hard it is to walk up and say hello to someone. It's, oh, my God, now we're hitting it off. Or they might say, oh, I'm gay, sorry. Or, oh, um, I'm in a relationship. Or, oh, uh, I don't like your gray hair. What's the difference? Being gay or being in a relationship or not liking my gray hair. None of it has anything to do with me. It's what she likes. It's just not personal. Somehow, some way, in her life, she's had experiences where she doesn't like gray hair. A lot of women do like gray hair. Men look distinguished, they can say, right? So, whatever reason that you think you're getting rejected for, I can guarantee you somebody else would love you for that. You're too short. There's a woman out there who's 5'1", would love a short man at 5'6". Five, five, you're not ripped. You're, you're a little bit of a dad bod. There's a woman out there that doesn't trust men that are ripped. They think they're players. They, you know, they, they, they don't, they don't want to be. They want to be a person who's got a kind of a normal body. Whatever reason you think that keeps you from being wanted, trust me, there's somebody out there that wants you for that reason. So it's just not personal. It's just them all the forces of life have conspired to create that person standing in front of you with their preferences and their interests and their attractions and their repulsions. <laughs> it's just not about you. You just walked into it and you were able to experience them and who they are. It would be like Going to Saturn on a plane, on a, on, a, on a rocket ship, and driving into the rings. You didn't make the rings. They're not about you, but you just got involved in them. You felt them. You experienced I'm Good for you. You experienced Saturn's rings. Good for you. You experienced a girl who doesn't like gray hair. Good for you. You got to experience something that has got nothing to do with you, but it's something that you got an opportunity to experience. Okay. Now try that on. Mull this over. This is this is the deepest stuff you're ever going to hear. Okay. Um, you're, you're, yeah, it is. There's no deeper way to deal with the fear of rejection and how we take things personally than to understand it in these ways. So, so you you got to give this some time. You got to you got to dwell on this. You got to wonder about this. You've got to. Be curious with it. And then 
in moments when the fear comes up, you've got to remind yourself, there's nothing to be afraid of. Whatever she says has got nothing to do with me. Even if she likes me, it's got nothing to do with me. Perhaps I somehow remind her of her father, and she loves her dad. That's not about me. I'll take it. I mean, if you're attracted to me, okay, you're attracted to me. If you're not attracted to me, it's not about me either. It's just about what you're attracted to and what you're not attracted to. You you follow me? It's just so freeing. There's no fear. I can go do anything because it's just not personal. It doesn't doesn't mean anything about me. But then here's the part. When you notice that you interpret it that way, that you make it mean something about you, your mind says, oh, that's because you're this or you're not that. Then we got to work together because that's where you're just sabotaging yourself. You're just making that shit up. Your mind is telling you stuff that's just nonsense. You're not lovable. You're not good enough. You're not attractive enough. What? There are people just like you that are, in, that are in relationships. I don't care what you weigh or what you look like. There's somebody that weighs more and that's uglier than you. And they're in a relationship and somebody says, I love you to them every single day. So it ain't, it ain't you. It, 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 none of those mind stories are true. It's just the mind torments us. That's why it's your worst enemy. I did a podcast on that. Your, your, your mind is your worst enemy. It's just got all kinds of crap in there. We listen to it. So if I can help you apply this stuff and work on this stuff and help you get more free to be confident, to take a chance, to start another conversation with a human being that you find interesting... And just to have no fear of, okay, whatever they say is whatever they say, but I'm not going to let any of that hold me back from what could possibly happen, right? That's what I'm here to do. That's how I want to help you. So you can reach out to me at Roy at coachingwithroy.com. You can call me 407-687-3387. Let's, let's apply this stuff. Let's, let's get you free of the fear of rejection because it's just... It's ruining your life. It's ruining your love life. And, and there's no reason for it to. You can break free of all that. And that's what I'd love to show you how to do. All right. So thank you for your time, as always, and dedicating yourself to listening and learning. I just uh, I love you for that. I, you're, you're, you are kindred spirit um, on this journey to wake up and be conscious and live the best life possible. So until next time, we'll talk then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.